Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Not Your African Cliché. Before we get into today's episode though, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher, where we are Not Your African Cliché, as well as SoundCloud, where we are NYAC Podcast. Don't forget to reach out to us on social media, Facebook, we are Not Your African Cliché, Twitter, at NYAC Podcast, and Instagram, NYAC underscore podcast. You can also email us at notyourafricancliche at gmail.com. Now, enjoy the rest of the episode. Welcome to a new episode of Not Your African Cliché. This is Amayo and I'll be the host anchoring today's episode. And so let, let everybody else introduce themselves. Hi everyone, this is Ifeima. Hey guys, this is Omeka, aka Yekao. Okay, we have a special guest today. His name is Martin Ayeni and I'm going to let him introduce himself. Hello everyone, this is Martin. Uh, just happy to be here, really. So happy! Yay! Thank you for joining us. Watch it, Woo! Yes, come <laughs> through this. Okay, so Martin, before we, before you give a brief background about yourself, I'm just going to do a quick question for all of us. Um, so we're just going to go around. Uh, so the first question is, if you were to be in a film or series with one actor. Not necessarily Nigerian or African. Who would it be? I'm not going to go first because I actually have no thoughts about this. So anybody else? Is that? Yeah, how no, I actually I, I read the question, but just like that. Ika, oh, I feel you have an answer. Ah, uh, uh, wow. I mean, I do have an answer. If I, you're right. Um, and my person is actually Nigerian. Funny enough, um, I would love to be in a series. Actually, to just be in the presence of Ngozi Mwosu, who, for those of you who watch Skinny Girl in Transit, she is the uh, mom of Tiwa and Shaliwa. Um, wait, are we supposed to say why? I mean, you can go on mess as well. <laughs> um, no, I just feel like there's just something really like organic and natural about the way she like embodies characters. Um, yeah, I'm I'm here for her all day, every day. Like, I just really want her to be my friend. So, if you just happen to listen <laughs> to this, please, like, can you please be my friend? Um, but then on the on the international side, I would definitely say Taraji. I just feel like she connects to the characters that she's giving like she gives them so much life that i would want to just like mm-hmm. be be in the presence of that process um and i just watched acrimony so i'm feeling some type of okay way. i was going to ask have you seen acrimony i okay, have got it mm-hmm. yep that'll be, be mine that's all we're going to say on that mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay um this is a hard question because I think I could go so many different ways with this. Um, I think if I had to choose somebody who's Nigerian, I would say Genevieve and Naji. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because 
just growing up, I felt like she had her hand in every film possible. Mm. And she always gave like a really great performance. And on the international side, just to follow Onyeka's lead, <laughs> I would love... I think I would love to be in a film or a show with Denai Gurira. Mm. Um, she just really, she's also somebody that has a really strong presence, but she also gives me like no nonsense, like let's get straight to the point. And she would just be a really great balance to my personality <laughs> and <laughs> give me the encouragement that I need. Um, so yeah, those would be my two, my two choices. Great. Okay, so I think the first person that came to mind for me was Johnny Depp, mm. just because I feel like he's such a flexible actor. Like, I'm trying to think of all the different roles he's played, and he's always such a very different person. And I like to, I, I would like to find out more about his, like, just how he gets into character. Like, what does he do before he jumps into roles? I don't know. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. How about you, Martin? Um, if there's anyone that I'd want to work with, I'd love to work with um, Ty Burrell, who plays Philadelphia and Modern Family. Modern Family, yeah. Yeah, that would be. Hmm. Awesome. He's a funny guy. Yeah, he's a pretty funny Even guy. in person, like, forget Modern Family. Yeah. From what I've seen. Not that I've met him personally. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, yeah, I didn't know, know you had the time. Like, like, you know, like, jokes like hi, Martin, this is my friend Ty. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what you guys can do in the next few hours. Okay. All right. So let Martin introduce himself for real, for real. Okay. Um, so my name is Martin Ayani. I'm, I'm an actor. Um, trained in the UK, moved back to Nigeria. was involved in theatre for a while, and now I'm um, on a show called Inspector K, which is a web series on Red TV. And I'm also... I'm a businessman. I'm a director in a car dealership. That's my 95. Um, work in sales and after sales. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay, thanks, Martin. So, I mean, thanks for giving us that background. And just to dig a bit deeper, I'm going to ask so, when did you discover your love for performing? And when did you decide to make you know, like jump into it, even if part-time? Oh, a very long time ago. Um, one of my earliest memories was just performing to my dad's friends. They came over for dinner one evening and they were all drinking. And my dad just starts telling me, yeah, act like a French cook. <laughs> what, and I was like, what is that? I don't even know, what, I don't even know how to speak French. <laughs> but I was, I was shagging them. <laughs> you know, different impersonations. It was just, I, I must have been like five years old. Wow. Yeah, just performing to all these people and making them laugh. Mm. And, you know, yeah. Then my uncle started calling me actors. Till today, he calls me actor. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so mm. I just knew, okay, this this is what I really want to do. This is what I love. Yeah. So I've always, I've known my entire life. And so would you consider it a side hustle in you know the way Nigerians do side hustle mm. or but using more than that? Mm. You know what? I'm actually in a transition period where it's becoming more than that. Um for it mm. for me to get where I really want to get to in this industry, it has to stop being a side hustle. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, 
I, I, I definitely don't see it as just a side hustle anymore. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh well. French cook, are you like, you know, bonjour, bonjour, <laughs> Sorry, that's just so funny. Like, French cooking, that is very creative. Yeah. Let's just put that out there. Okay, so let's talk a bit more about Inspector K. So how did you land the role in Inspector K? And you, do you do some writing for them as well? Oh, no, not for Inspector okay. K, but I've written some stuff for the producer and for Sauce Productions that... Mm-hmm. You know, creating Inspector K, but not on it. I don't write on Inspector K. So. Okay. But um, I basically, I'm, I'm friends with one of the co-producers. I've known him. I, I met him when I moved back to Nigeria. His name mm-hmm. is, you know, Lady. So Lady just called me. He said that um, they're auditioning for this new show. And I just came for the audition. Didn't know much about it other than it was a crime comedy. Mm-hmm. And read for, they already had me in mind for the medical examiner. Mm-hmm. Read for it. And yeah, that was it. It's cool. So I've watched the first season of Inspector K. Mm-hmm. I just I sat down one day. I was like, you know, let, let me just because you know how you're on YouTube and then they keep recommending shows. Mm. And for the longest time, YouTube has been recommending this Inspector K. <laughs> I'm like, no, not now. So like, I think it was after I met you at um, like a couple of days ago. Yeah, well, and I'm like, if okay, I let me just you know digest this Inspector K. And I laughed so hard. I found it funny. Like. You know, having met you and then seeing you on yeah. on YouTube because mm-hmm. most times, like, I see somebody on YouTube and I'm like, oh my god, and I see them afterwards. Like, mm-hmm. oh, anyway, so I was trying to like reconcile your like your person, your being with the character, which is impossible, by the way, because I don't think you're that same. I mean, there, 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 are, there are bits of your you know your humor and yeah. everything, and you know the way you add your flair to it. But anyways, I'm going on a huge um, side <laughs> side rant, but I, get, I think I'll get to that later. So like when so this is not on the list of questions, but then when when you when you're about to get into a role, what is that like for you? So are you kind of like leaving, you know, leaving Martin and you're entering into like this new character or do you try to bring parts of yourself into the role? I guess that should be the question. Um it, it really just depends on what the character is. If I if I read it and I think you know some of me can be in this, then I'll work it in. Mm-hmm. If I feel like it has to be completely different, then I know to just drop it completely and find new gestures, find new mannerisms, new motivations, mm-hmm. etc. But my own process, personally, I discover the character as I learn the lines. Mm, okay. Yeah, a lot of people have, some actors have this, you know, have a, find a, sort of have an understanding of what the character is as when they are thinking about it. But for me, I really discover it when I'm, when I'm learning the lines. Okay. And then you said you trained in the UK mm-hmm. and, you know, you're currently working in Nigeria. What has that, so the switch, transitioning to Nigeria, what would you say the major differences between, I don't know, maybe acting over there and acting here? Is that, is that a legitimate question? I'm, I'm not even sure. Other than, like, you know, humor, like, I don't know. Well, well the, I mean, the only thing I'll say is that it's a completely different audience. Hmm. And I learned that, that the hard way because, you know, in the UK, I remember when I moved back to Nigeria, I got invited to do uh, to this open mic session at Bogobiri. Hmm. And I was asked to prepare something for it. So this is me coming in and I, I, um, I went online and I saw this monologue that I thought was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. It was about the end 
it was about um like the end of the world the rapture right okay and satan was speaking he was it was a monologue by satan right where he was talking about god but it wasn't in that devilish evil tone that we know it was more like god is his big brother and he's just like why is his big brother acting like this <laughs> so i thought it was very interesting right and i sort of i wrote a few lines around that and immediately I got into overbearing. I realized this is the wrong. <laughs> like, I didn't even have a chance to to run away because I was the first. Oh, yeah. So like, okay, Martin Ayeni, come on stage. Everyone give me some shrimps on love. Hi, my name is Martin and uh, I'll be playing Lucifer. Yeah. As I said that, everyone was eh? <laughs> eh? <laughs> Satan. <laughs> oh, oh God, yeah, no. No, no one, they didn't, no one got it. From the beginning, like, it was just the wrong... So th- that was the lesson for me, which is um, study your environment before mm-hmm. you do anything. Hmm. That's definitely a Because good now, if I'm invited to do anything, I'll say the first time I'm not going to actually act. I'm just going to go to an audience member and watch and see what is the vibe of the audience, what, is, what do they like, mm-hmm. what can I... Especially now that I write... I'm more interested in writing something for what I've for the people I've seen than oh, finding some you know like now I know oh for that kind of environment it's a Friday night everyone wants to have fun. I'm not necessarily saying dumb it down, but mm. do something that is very easily digestible. Mm-hmm. You know, and very funny. And I, that was more that was like you know very dry. Yeah. yeah so it was just Definitely a wrong. More like you British audience. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, oh god, yeah. I'm trying to imagine how that went down. Oh, yeah. it was the, it's I'm the sorry. worst performance of my entire life. Did you? Did anybody record it by any chance? No, thank God. Are you sure it's not on YouTube? <laughs> it's Somewhere? definitely not on YouTube. Um, can I can I ask a question? You can oh, over here. Um, and I'm curious, what exactly is your training in? Is it theater? Like, what are you trained as? Okay. as? Yeah, it's theater based. Um, I study at drama school called the Central School of Speech and Drama. Um, so yeah, it's basically I, what I have is what I studied essentially was contemporary acting, okay. um, and it's basically it is theater based theater based training. Follow up question to that then. Um, so I mean, Inspector K is definitely not really theater. Um, what mm-hmm. what has your um, have you dabbled any into the theater scene in Nigeria? Um, um, what are the differences? I did. I, I did when I first moved back. I um, I did some work with uh, Bola Austin Peters. Mm, cool. Yeah. I was actually supposed to be in Saru. Are you Yeah, but I was um, I was in between jobs. This is what I'm saying about it going from a side hustle to the main thing. Because mm-hmm. you lose out on certain opportunities. And I was in between jobs, so... It just was would have been a messy situation to complicate it more with, you know, more theater. Well, yeah, yeah. And... yeah, and you know, theater is much more hectic mm-hmm. than um, screen in the sense that you're rehearsing for most of the time for months, mm-hmm. yep. which is why I liked um, the Inspector K gig and a few other gigs that I've gotten um, from screen because there's flexibility that works with my schedule. What has the auditioning process been like for you? Because I, I can imagine that it's, you know, kind of tough finding roles and whatnot. But in Nigeria, what is it like? Because I feel like, at least for many Nigerian movies, we tend to see the same faces. 
So I don't know if there's like <laughs> it's true now all the Nigerian movies see the same people, even the TV shows like Ndani TV, Red TV. I keep seeing the same faces. So is it that people just have preferences for who they want in TV shows and they just you know call them like okay, um, Jemima or Sunde, I want you for this role, mm-hmm. or you know Martinayeni, you're like you're perfect for this. So like. Have you had to go through the hustle of, you know, suffering and struggling for a role? What has your experience been like? <laughs> you don't have mm. to say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, honest, I can't honestly say that I've gone through, um, like, a serious hustle for the roles I've gotten. But then again, I haven't landed top, top, you know, roles, mm-hmm. per se. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone... It's not just a Nigerian factor, right? This thing of a preference. I think everywhere in the world, yeah, um, there is casting. Sure. There is, you know. So you'd have people like Jemima, for example. Now, I people love her for certain roles. I can't imagine. You know, and she 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 delivers. Mm-hmm. But um, if I can speak to my own personal experience, the auditioning process has been nothing, not dissimilar to auditioning processes. Elsewhere. Yeah, elsewhere really. Okay. You know, um, which is common. Read your part, do your best. I hate auditions, by the way. I can't imagine. I don't. So, so I don't like auditioning at all. What don't you like about auditioning? Audition. Um. Be, okay. So not every, not everyone that is, you know, not everyone that is at the audition has the time to really give you the time to display what you have. So you have you have to come correct very quickly. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you're judging people, you know, for two three days of auditions, um, and they're doing the same thing. You're looking for someone good, right? But you start to mm-hmm. next. <laughs> oh God! Next, that's, that's painful. <laughs> you know, so it's like mm. you need to really stand out very quickly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like I've found myself in auditions where. I didn't give my best mm-hmm. because of it's a it's also a high pressure situation. Mm. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, but then again, I mean, the gigs I've landed, I've landed because I had good auditions. So it's kind of okay, you're definitely doing some things right. Yeah. So, so I was going to ask. I don't know if this is any different, but have you seen? Like, filmmaking in Nigeria evolve over time. I don't know how long you've been in the game. I know things have evolved from like you know twenty years ago, obviously. Mm-hmm. So now you know obviously more web series and you know short films and you know more meaningful storylines. But let's say in the, in the past three to four years, oh. have you seen anything change, or what? Or like what would you say you appreciate more about Nigerian film TV series? Well, what I'll say right is um, there's some very exciting projects coming up. So, for example, a friend of mine. Hmm? Are you ready? You're ready. Okay. You're gonna love it. Yeah. <laughs> but my friend of mine, a friend of mine, is um, actually she's currently casting for a mockumentary style film. Mm-hmm. So, if you watched, you know, what, what was the closest thing? Maybe The Office. Ah, uh, oh. That type of. Oh, that's yeah. a big. That's, yeah. that's a good one too. Yeah, she's doing something like that, and I think that's gonna be very exciting. Yeah, and then yeah, a, a few people have some very interesting um, projects. Sus that makes Inspector K. Those mm-hmm. guys have amazing ideas. Yeah, their production is so banging. Like I just I remember watching 
I'm like, wow, this is so cool. I don't know if it's them. I'm guessing it's them. Just like... This works okay? Yeah. It's such high quality. Yeah. Like, I was actually very impressed by that. Mm. I was like, it's one of the big things. Yeah. Yeah, so I have a question. So, uh, Martin, you just mentioned, like, oh, there's some really exciting things coming up. Are these projects for the YouTube platform specifically? or mm. Oh, no. Are, Films. Or, okay. Film projects. Okay. So, through Hollywood. Because one thing... Yeah, because one question I did have is like that we're seeing this rise in web series, yeah. which is fantastic. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. excuse me, and I'm just wondering if you know and you can speak from your perspective, like why that is and what the platform like YouTube is doing for, you know, Nigerian artists, filmmakers, and you know, Nigerian audiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, you're asking why the web series platform is growing and is so popular. Yeah, and also what because and what you know YouTube as a platform is doing for filmmakers and actors, but also consumers. Like, is it is it easier for people to bypass Hollywood? Is that something that you know Nigeria up and coming Nigerian filmmakers or creators are like? Yeah, forget Hollywood and forget all the barriers we have to jump through. Like YouTube is Mm -hmm. so much easier. Like, and this is just me, you know, putting out some assumptions. But I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if you can speak to that. And yeah, I think it's about accessibility. Hmm. That's the 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 primary thing because, I mean, even in Spectre K, um, you'd find that the Nigerians in diaspora, especially students, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Are some of the, you know, those guys love Inspector K, and they would they there's not they don't have access to that because they're not in Nigeria. So if Inspector K was just on TV, mm-hmm. um, there'll be no way to watch it unless they came back for Christmas or anything. Yeah. But now it's 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 you know, yeah. I mean, I have like my younger siblings, um, their friends, know me as, you know, baby girl's brother that's on Inspector. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You know, and they're all, you know, being in the States, mm-hmm. you know. So it, it, it definitely gives, that platform gives, you know, your content more reach. Mm-hmm. And I also, like, wonder on, you know, the return on investment, right? A quicker return on investment as far as, like, um, like the number of views being monetized, right? How that might mm-hmm. play a role mm-hmm. in the popularity of these shows. So if, you know, say Inspector K or Skinner Girl in Transit, like if that translates to money, then I mean, I, I if I was writing, I'd be writing for YouTube too. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just being honest, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think it's interesting. I don't know if this is along the same lines as that, because I was talking to, I don't want to name drop here because I'm not that close to that person, but I was talking to somebody who's also an actor and he was saying this was yesterday i wish man give me that link up um but yeah he was talking about how he was in a film that premiered in nigeria two years ago and it's now just um like making rounds in the u.s i mean it's a great thing that you know it's even showing at all in the u.s it's Mm -hmm. amazing i think it's great um but you know he was like two years after mm-hmm. he's like long over it like yeah. he's on to so many different roles mm-hmm. like i think he's even on a youtube on a youtube tv series as well so it was like you know what like i'm just like i kind of kind of like what if you and when you was saying like 
YouTube is more like accessible. Yeah. It's like you put it on, you put it, they upload it, and people are watching seconds after. Like mm-hmm. you know, you get a notification before you can even get to the page. How many views? Like a hundred views already, um, and it's you know you don't have to pay. I mean, you have to think about where the audience is really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. That, that is true. I... You don't want to limit your audience. Um, no, go on. You can over here and like. I consume, I feel like I consume a lot of Nigerian content, like a lot of Nigerian content, um, both good and bad. And for me as a viewer in the diaspora, I think one of my biggest vexations is the fact that like there are movies that come out and like you said, takes two years, you know, before we have access to that. And sometimes I wonder like, I guess maybe I'm not your primary market for the type of movies that you're making because I know a lot of people who are still waiting for Banana Island Ghost to come out, still waiting for The Wedding Party 2 to come out so that we can actually see these things. But like you said, by the time they come out, if they come out, um, people have moved on and there's more. And so Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just trying to figure out how, how do you not make people like me feel left out um when you're you know writing or promoting or just trying to get across you know your movies because there's a huge market of people who are waiting to see these movies and it's like well sorry you guys are like relegated to whenever it is that we feel like you, wow. you can have access because I mean, th- that's how i feel tell us how I, you truly feel <laughs> I, I, I thought i thought banana island was on netflix yeah, it is now netflix. because i haven't yeah, seen yeah, it. well they're now, different yeah. netflix yeah. though like there's netflix in different countries have yeah. different distribution rights. So yeah, wait, so it's know. not out there? I don't think so. It's I haven't seen States? it. Sure. Let me look. But okay. we can continue. Yeah. I think it's on Netflix. So, yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes Netflix in certain countries have the distribution rights, but Netflix in other countries, like yeah, the content on you know. I feel like I'm speaking going on and on, but you get the point. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I was going to say something, but I just forgot. Oh well, it'll come to me later. Mm. It'll come. It'll come back to me. Yeah. No, Wait. I don't believe it's on here. It's not there. Okay. Yeah. So they don't care about us, in essence. <laughs> Maybe they're still trying to okay, do, yeah, figure yeah. out rights because I don't know what the process yeah. is like mm-hmm. to you I know, feel, find I somebody feel like that them, Like at the end of the day, like at the end of the day, it's still business, right? Mm-hmm. And there's still, I'm sure, there's a lot of you know red tape that they have to pass through before they can get things, you know, if not through YouTube, then I guess to Netflix or wherever in other countries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking. So this film now that's premiering in. New York and Philly two years after it was it, it premiered here I'm sure like ideally that wouldn't have been what they wanted mm-hmm. but I mean I'm sure they're just like taking what they can get until mm-hmm. you know we reach a point in the industry where you know things can premiere like Nigerian movies can, can premiere here and there and it's also like they have to figure out where a good audience could be because they, they don't want to waste money you know, getting their film out there and then only like five people show up yeah. in the cinema. Like that would be so disappointing. So they probably have to take time to do some like some anal- and maybe some anal- I don't know if they do all that stuff. To figure out, you know, if there's actually a demand for that movie or if people actually want to watch it there and then. Jump where, in. where are you based though? Um, so I'm in Indianapolis. 
But I mean, we can't say that. Oh, if it's in the DMV, uh. like they're not. Going to, I'm just, I'm just gonna be. I'm being so honest, right? Or in Houston, come on, like, yeah, come Houston. on, come, no, come on. And and I think and I think the reason why I started feeling like this was the day I was talking to um, an Indian friend of mine, and she was saying how she was going to the movies to go see this Indian movie, and I'm like, wait, in what movie mm-hmm. theater? And she was like, oh, the one that's just down over here. Um, and I was like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, what in Houston or in the DMV or in places? Because there are places that are there are a lot of Nigerians and a lot of Africans who do consume, mm-hmm. you know, these movies. Miami, where you have even the Haitian community that watch a lot of these movies. It's like, who's going to be the person who's going to take that leap and not make us feel like we're left out? But I, now I feel like I'm just venting at this point um, but yeah please guys we want to we want to see these movies so please more of that for sure yeah it's all good don't worry one day you go mm. as if you don't leave that place sometime soon but, girl <laughs> we'll yeah see. okay so i think the next question for martin because I, I want to kind of jump out of inspector key mm-hmm. that's not your life like mm-hmm. to be honest so like for you acting as a career right mm-hmm. or even writing what do you see your next big move as oh produce i'm i'm actually in the process of writing my first film script hmm. like fully like yeah. just you um i have a business partner okay um and we are setting up a production company and we're working on the script yeah yeah and it's actually my you know it's yeah we're in we're in the process already so that's that's really the, my next focus really because okay. it's going to be is, is production and writing okay yeah. and do you so if you were to rank production writing acting mm. where would you also can you just give us a background on what production really is like when i say okay producer director mm-hmm. i always mix up the hmm. All right, so the director is the boss on set. Okay. So in terms of the actual creative process of shooting the mm-hmm. film, mm-hmm. you know, that is the director's... It, the, the director is the artistic boss of whatever is being made. Okay. The producer is more like the project manager that does everything, that, that basically manages the entire process to ensure that it actually is done whether it be finding locations, finding finance, marketing, etc. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So um, what I'm doing now is writing. In terms of ranking right now, I would say um, producing is where I'm going to. Hmm. That's, that's primary. Um, but I'm producing. I write with myself in mind as one of the characters. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because hmm. I'm writing to... I only started writing... To, I, didn't, I don't write because I think I'm a great writer or because I want to write. I write because I realized I needed to start creating opportunities for myself hmm. because I hate hmm. auditions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? Speak more of that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I, I'm only writing to create opportunities and to, to really just um, do things that I... To start to create the, the projects that I want to be a part of. Hmm. You know, mm. um, so that's and um, yeah, that's that's how I started. That's w- w- why this has commenced this whole production. So producing is up there, yeah, and then right now. Writing and acting can hustle with themselves. Yeah, that's very interesting. I, I the whole idea of creating opportunities. Mm-hmm. So, do you ever feel like 
because sometimes I, sometimes I feel like I'm so special and nobody will ever, you know, be like me, which is actually a really bad thing. Don't be like me. Um, but like, do you feel you like? <laughs> but do you feel like you know because other people are doing the writing sometimes? You don't like like you don't see those roles that you think you would fit in. So I don't know if that makes any sense. So like you're creating roles because you're you're creating opportunities for yourself. Mm-hmm. But do you think like other people's writing, you may not necessarily like be a good fit for those. Oh no, um, there's a lot of good. But there's some very good writing in even you know in Nigeria. But um, I just want to be in. Ch- I just want to. Let me do... in charge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I want to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and spoken like a true Nigerian man. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I, I've I've written a short film that I should be shooting very soon at the end of the month, mm-hmm. and it's just the kind of comedy that you I enjoy. want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, I'd rather do that than audition for another person's guild, unless it was something that I really wanted to mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Fair. Well, let us know when these come out and Absolutely. we'll give you some free publicity for sure. <laughs> I mean, Wait to admire this yeah. is a business. Hold on. I know. I was about to say, we're trying to monetize. We'll give you a cheap rate. <laughs> we'll give you a free pass. Maybe one. <laughs> <laughs> the first one and the yeah. second one maybe half off. Mm. <laughs> Until we found full, mm-hmm. full price. Mm. <laughs> okay, anybody have any other questions? Um. Hmm. So... I'm sorry to take you back to Inspector K. What about that script um, or audition process made you be like, I want to be, you know, in this show? Or was it strictly a matter of like, yo, I needed some something to do and the opportunity presented itself? Well, I mean, I was I was I was looking for a gig at the time, uh-huh. but um, once I heard what it was about, I just thought, hey, I started, I started praying. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh Father Lord, let me get to this <laughs> you know? Yeah, um it, I, I it's I don't think I've heard of another Nigerian crime comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just thought this just seems very like just a very cool, very fresh idea mm-hmm. where you have, you know, Koye's character, the social media persona that everyone knows. And he's basically playing an inspector mm-hmm. and solving crime in Nigeria. You know, so it was. I just thought, uh, nothing. There's nothing like this. That it seems like it would be very funny, mm-hmm. and very cool. Yeah. And what's it like acting with Kui? With Kui? Is he the same person? Like. Oh no no, he's not the same person. <laughs> but he's a very cool guy. Kui is very. He's I can't a very. He's the the most chill person. You know. He's still he's he is still he still has that same humor, mm-hmm. but you can tell he's you know when he's just he's cracking jokes. But, Hmm. Does he do? Line. Does he do? Like, does he write? Did he write the script? Mm, he didn't write the script, but um, he's given room to improvise too, okay. sometimes. Okay. Because sometimes I think like, was this show made for him? Yeah, it was. It, oh, it was. Okay. So how the show came about was that um, I think Koye did a um, a small skit with Files. Mm, okay. Right. Where Koye was the inspector and Files was being interrogated, you know, something along those lines. And then, you know, the producer and director of South Production just thought, this is so funny. Why don't we just make an entire show around Koye being 
the inspector and calling Inspector K. So it literally was written for Queen. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah, I was like, this, I don't know who else could play this role yeah. in Nigeria. So go on, Yeka. Uh, so oh. another another question. I remember maybe sometime last year I came across, like I said, I consume a lot of Nigerian content. Um, I came across a video. It was like a panel discussion with like younger Nollywood and older Nollywood. Um, and Adesua was on that panel with, uh, oh, what am I doing with her name? I know Patrick Doyle was on there and some other lady and they were kind of like coming for Adesua because she, I guess, hadn't joined some actors guild or something like that. Um, I'm mm-hmm. very curious as to if you get the, um, you know, you just, you just got in, you don't know how things, you know, work around here type of vibe from other people on projects that you're hoping to work on or have worked on. Or is everyone just chill? Sorry, I'm not understanding the question. Have you been in a situation where people haven't given you due regard because they feel like you're coming in to maybe take their roles or like you aren't like authentically Nigerian because you trained elsewhere? Oh, well, I don't, I don't really tell people I trained elsewhere. So I don't like wear that, you know, hello, everyone. I'm trained in the UK and I'm here. No, I don't really do that. But um, honestly, um, my experience so far has been very positive. Okay. That's good. Um, yeah, like now, Inspector K, the set of Inspector K feels like home, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I haven't really had to deal with any negative energy yet don't don't jinx it yeah don't say it <laughs> okay <laughs> never has to do with any negative energy how long did the production for inspector kate take and you know actually i don't think we know the details of who directed what or maybe i'm just clueless but what's well how long did it take to film inspector k what was the set okay. like what was the experience um, like was that also was that your first gig well yeah was that your first gig in nigeria yes it was yeah okay yeah besides the theater stuff inspector mm-hmm. k was my first gig in nigeria nice. um season two it's kind of um i think season two was supposed to take a month to mm-hmm. shoot but we had you know, there were several delays, so it stretched. The actual shooting days itself was probably in total just over a month, but because of all the delays, it took time, you know, we're not on set for four weeks and things like that because yeah. people had to scheduling conflicts and things like that. But I'd say a month, I think, in total okay. for season mm. two. Season one was slightly shorter. Too. Well, okay. season two is much bigger, you know. Yeah, much more, and the episodes are longer, right? It's a longer. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you guys stepped I... up, like got some more money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more fun. It's, it's obvious. Let me just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you want, go on. Um. And so, what was it like working on set? Because you you said this was your first gig. Was there anything that mm-hmm. took you by surprise? Were there mm. some things? Is was the culture different being on? Not necessarily. Well, yeah, I guess since Inspector K was like the first set, was there something different about mm. the way things were done in that okay. set versus what you were used to or what you expected? Um, the only thing that really took me by surprise, 
was how long you spent on set. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and that's anywhere, you know, I just didn't think, wow. <clears throat> you actually get more tired waiting around for your scene than you know the actual shooting you know and i think that's anyway i I can't imagine like a set like um, game of thrones how long it takes you know to put all the pieces of the puzzle together there is a lot of now i realize why on you know on set some you know some actors have trailers because you need to just chill learn your lines chill (laughs) because there's so much in terms of setup i've never seen anything you know because my experience had been theater-based so i didn't understand location, you know, difficulties and te- you know, technicalities like the continuity of the sunlight of the scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need to get the shot today because when, when it gets darker, the next time you can shoot it is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Or, you know, different camera angles. and Yeah, it was so... It was really just seeing the reality of putting up the production. You know, that was, that was a huge shock to me. I just thought it would be bang, 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 bang. But it's not really... There's a lot mm. of work. There's a lot, a lot of work and a lot of moving pieces. Mm. Was there at least free food? Oh yeah, of course. Okay, thank God. Of course, Makes you so food. much better. Yeah. Mm. But in terms of um, being on the set of Inspector K, it was, I, I think that um, the humor of the script was so contagious that it just affected the way we all in- interacted. You know. Behind the scenes. So behind the scenes, maybe some of the footage is even funnier than the actual. <laughs> so, you know, people just acting a fool. Oh, wow. Yeah, like you come on set and you're not really sure what, you know, how to compose yourself or <laughs> you're interacting with people you haven't seen before. They realize that everyone is just crazy. Oh, there should know. be like bloopers. Yeah, there, there are a few actually from season two, I think, yeah. You, know, you realize that everyone is just nuts and it's encouraged. And what I've, what I saw <laughs> in season two, right, was that, you know, we'll, I will be doing something very silly, you know, and Abiola, the director, will just see it and say, yeah, we'll put that in. Okay. Like he just, he just likes, he likes that thing. And he's just going to say, yeah, we're going to put it in the actual. <laughs> so it's like just being crazy, being silly, being goofy is just very encouraged. It's encouraged. Yeah. Good energy. Good energy. We're about to wrap up the episode. Okay, so Martin, what we usually do at the end of our episodes, we talk about what we're reading or what we're watching. So TV shows, books, I don't know, magazines, articles. Um, just because our readers, but our listeners like to. Okay. I well, I, I, there's only one book that I've started reading. It's called um, Postcards okay. by I think it's Ali Pro. Who wrote Brokeback Mountain? Okay. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Have you finished? Oh no, I'm. I just started. Oh, okay. Um, but it seems I literally just started. Is it good so far? So far, it's really good. It's, it's, yeah, it starts amazingly well. So looking forward to it. Yeah. Cool. So look out for that. Okay, this is Amaya here. What am I? I'm not reading anything new, but I'm watching the Netflix show The Crown. Um, I don't know. It's it's interesting in a very dry way and I find myself really angry at most of the characters. So I'm not sure if it's good for my general happiness because I'm just like, why is she doing this? Why has this person done to mess everything up? Like, so I don't know. I, I don't know if I'll watch season two, but I want season one, episode eight. Yeah. Nice. Uh, this is a I am halfway through um, Fences 
which is a play written by August Wilson. Hmm. And I saw the movie with Viola Davis and Denzel Washington when it came out, and I really Hmm. loved it. So Hmm. I decided I really wanted to get my hands on the play and read it at some point. So I'm finally reading it, and um, it's, it's really good. There's a lot in there about how our parents, like, affect the the people we become but it also is also in there a lot in there about um our parents like goal or vision for us being hinged on the fear of what they didn't become and there's just mm-hmm. there's a lot there's so many layers so i'm reading it and i'm having a good time but also pausing to take in the heavy messages um yeah. I am. Wa- I just started watching The Handmaid's Tale, which is on Hulu, and I'm only one episode in. But it's it, the first episode was visually stunning, but also the acting was incredible. So I'm going to keep on with that. And what am I listening to? <laughs> I just saw the. I saw Baychella, and um, <laughs> I started. <laughs> Everyone's talking about I, this. Everybody. Guys, it's it's something else. It's a walk of arts, to be honest. Um, so I don't know. For some reason, I started. I don't know. I didn't really go to Beyonce's albums, but I started re-listening to Solange's "A Seat at the Table." Mm, um, wow. But I just okay. Yeah, just be well. Also, well, the reason is Solange has been doing a lot of interesting stuff, like creative Mm -hmm. work and visuals recently. Yeah, and seeing her at the end of Coachella, I was just like, sometimes you know, there's this temptation because Beyonce has had a longer career. But also, she's had such uh, a very, um, the word is bold, very in-your-face career, whereas Solange Mm. hasn't had quite the same. And so it's tempting to call, like, not acknowledge what she's done. But Mm. these days, it's becoming, like, it's it's hard to like ignore the brilliance that is Solange. So mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, that's a long ramble. Um, yeah. So I, that's what I had playing this morning. <laughs> okay. Um, I've been listening to Tom Mitch, who I guess in Apple music, he's an alternative artist, um, but he's a fantastic, fantastic instrumentalist, guitarist, um, I think his work is fantastic. So he came out with an album um, a little while ago called Geography. Um, and I love guitars. Like if I could play any other instrument, it would like maybe be the bass guitar or the electric guitar. But, mm, you know, I'm not trying bass. to cut my nails. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm definitely, you know, listening to a lot of Tom Mitch. As far as watching, I just watched Keeping in line with the theme, I just watched uh, In Sickness and Health, which is a movie on Iroko TV, which is like the Nigerian Netflix. Um, and, um, Always watching Nigerian movies. <laughs> when I say I consume, anyway, they also pay me. Um, but yeah, I, I watched it. I thought that was a very, very well written 
script. Um, I went through all the emotions that they needed me to go through. And I was not ashamed to like yell at my screen while I was doing that. Um, I think it's pretty fantastic. And a lot of good acting too is Osu KJ and Beverly Naya, um, which is very yeah. interesting because I feel like for the longest time she's been typecasted as like being the saucy girl, um, trying to steal someone's husband, like being the mean, you know, sister. She was also on Skinny Girl in Transit, um, Mide sister who we don't like. Um, but in this, in this, I see her as a very vulnerable woman who, in the midst of pain, is very strong. And I'm like, okay, 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 yeah, yeah, I can, I can vibe with Wait, you. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, what's um, what's the movie called? In sickness and health. Sorry, Okay. Okay. Yeah. So get an Eroko TV account. Get a friend who has an Eroko TV account. Just don't watch it while they're watching because one of y'all will be kicked off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. Cool. Well, thank you, ladies, for joining us, and thank you, oh, thank you, ladies, for being a part of this podcast, <laughs> and thank you, Martin, for joining us. Okay. I yes. really, really appreciate it. I, I love you. Love you too, boo. <laughs> but yeah um that's the end of this episode thank you guys for listening and i guess we'll see you next around time because even though we don't actually see you all right bye